ladies, ladies, ladies. Oh, please, uh, please hold back. Come on now, though. The only thing I can do for you guys is uh, be fat and, uh, well, smoke a lot of weed. So, come on, ladies. Who wants a, who wants a piece of this uh, chubby and tubby? Chubby and goddamn tubby, bitch. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Happy uh, belated uh, Valentine's Day there, Wacker. Thank you. I hope um, Christopher Dorner wasn't your Valentine because he's dead. And it's not going to work out. <laughs> Way to uh, tie in the current events to the holiday. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a recap from last week when we were talking about what's going to happen to Christopher Dorner. Well, he just shot himself and got burned to a crisp. So that's pretty much I'm it. I'm burning with love for you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, looked a lot like oh, cool Jay. Well, uh, did he shoot himself? Yeah, the self-inflicted gunshot wound. But th- that was prior to the, the point where the, the police did their, their technique of let's just burn that fucking cabin down. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even try. I think they tried to I don't know why they the- waited so long. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the, what they did in uh, Waco. It's just like, let's just go throw in a bunch of uh, flares and just burn this fucker down. Who cares? Yeah, but there were a lot more children inside at Waco. <laughs> <laughs> more fun that way. So, Wacker, you might notice the uh, other guy in the room right now. I know. I see a red shirt. Welcome uh, to, to the welcome to Sick and Wrong here, Eric. Hey How guys, how you doing, man? This is uh, Eric, our uh, former roommate. Actually, he was a roommate at uh, Nine Thirty uh, Packard back in uh, college. Why now are you, you do a, you do a podcast about aspirin or something like that? <laughs> I thought it was about aspiration. <laughs> it's about Aspergers. <laughs> Aspergers. Something about Bayer, the Bayer Drug Company. Yeah, we're, uh, our podcast uh, is specifically a tool used by the Bayer Company to promote its line of pharmaceuticals and um, to kind of deflect attention from the fact that uh, they're killing the world's bee supply. Oh, you I, must I make a lot more that. money than we do. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the name of your podcast? Like, Bayer Sucks? <laughs> Bayer Rules. They're paying us. No, um, it's actually about the uh, uh, the football team, the soccer team of the company, um, Bayer Leverkusen. So Eric um, Eric speaks uh, German, and uh, the, your your podcast is in German, right? Jawohl. It's, what does that mean? Does that mean like kill Jews or something? <laughs> <laughs> Death to Jews. I think that's all the German language means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> um, but no, no, so you, you, you are a fellow podcaster. You've been doing your podcast for over a year now, right? Yes, thanks to you guys. I remember you uh, yeah. set it up for me. You know, we we like to lend a helping hand to fellow podcasters, aspiring podcasters. You know, we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll like uh, you know give you some advice and some yeah. Uh, some yeah. If you want to do a podcast guidance. about Pokemon or something, just D will <laughs> fucking line you up. <laughs> yeah, but you called. Did Wackerly give you some advice too? Or did he convince you not to do it? That's yeah. Lance's Lance's views on podcasts suggest that it, there should be no podcasts. Actually, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised this one's still going. So wait. So, so tell me about it. You you do a podcast also via Skype over Skype, right? With guys that live in Germany. 
Yeah, um, it's an English language podcast about a German soccer team, Bayer Leverkusen. Two guys, uh, two two of our uh, guys live in uh, Germany and go to attend the matches. And then um, I obviously am in Los Angeles, and our other buddy Patrick is in Singapore. They're all Germans, but it's English language. And it's got nothing sick and wrong about it, so I don't know. It's, if it's just about football. It is. I don't know that your listeners would be at all interested. Oh no, we we got uh, we got like a English contingent there. That, we don't uh, want any English. Um, you guys can all go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get some hate mail now. <laughs> we did, did, did the Limeys play uh, Germany though, don't they? A lot, yeah. No, I'm just being facetious. Is there is there a rivalry? There is. Um, there was this war back in the 1940s, Dave. You might remember. <laughs> I'm sure your family's told you about it. And, no, uh, I, I remember saving the UK. The I remember Brits. saving the UK. Yeah, exactly. I mean, America came in on its badass Harley and, you know, saved uh, the small island from the rest of the continent. I know. The rest of the continent would be just, wouldn't it just be called Germania? Hitlerific, I think, is probably. <laughs> Hitlerland <laughs> is what it would be. Did they name the the Blitz after the football move, or was the football move named after the Blitz? Uh, I'm pretty sure the former of the two. Um, it was Which named is that, former? It, it, was, <laughs> it, was named, it was named uh, for the football move. <laughs> oh. So wait, what's the name of the team? Bayer Leverkusen. Okay. Leverkusen's the city they're based in, and uh, Bayer is the company uh, there. That's that's where Bayer Aspirin is headquartered. Okay, all right. It's not just Shiza Boys? No. Is that their their rival team? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. That's one of the podcasters' um, Skype names. Shiza Boy. (laughs) Speaking of Shiza... I'm sure the Germans probably would have been stoked about that cruise over that uh, the, the carnival cruise that was that was um, that had all the, the the emergency over in the Caribbean um, poop boat shit ship <laughs> shit ship. <laughs> it does bring new meaning to the word like you know go clean the poop deck. The piss side and adventure. <laughs> Actually came up with that earlier. I kind of like that. That's great. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, that's a horrific story. You know, it's all over the news right now. And, uh, I'm sure the Germans would not actually be into it. A couple Germans probably would be into it, but I'd say most Germans would not be into it. I think it trended in Germany the whole time on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, you know, it's a terrible, have you guys, either of you guys ever been on a cruise? I have never been on a cruise. Would you ever go on a cruise? No. No. Yeah. I kind of feel all those people deserved what they got. What about a Motley cruise? I would Go on a motley cruise. <laughs> I, would, I would go all over a motley cruise. Not, not if Vince was Vince. What's what's his name? Vince, Vince huh? Not if Vince Neil was driving the boat. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. Know. good I, call. I think Tommy Lee's the captain actually of the poop deck. I had forgotten that. Who was the guy that uh, Vince Neil killed? The guy from Hanoi Rocks, right? The guitarist. Oh from yeah, Hanoi was it? Rocks. Yeah, was it drinking and driving? Yeah. Lance reaching way Couple back times. into like seventh grade. So Nick this... Mars is like the Isaac character. He tends the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tommy Lee then? Gopher? Go uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Captain Stuby? Stubing. <laughs> I call him Stuby. Um, this was definitely not a love boat. This is a uh, cruise from hell, the ship boat. Um, I've been on a cruise. You know, My father used to be a cruise ship rabbi. So a lot of rabbis do that when they retire. They start working the cruise circuit. I think just to get sluts, but um, he was doing it just, uh, I think he he just enjoyed cruising. He was really into cruising. (laughs) I I don't get that. Explain to me why a cruise needs a rabbi. Is there? Why wouldn't a cruise need a rabbi? Jesus Christ, dude. One of probably the most important staff members on the ship. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, circumcisions, bar mitzvahs, weddings. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to. Um, I, I can't think of that many. Actually, <laughs> there's two. You know what's funny too is uh, I only went on one cruise with him. I went on the cruise from Turkey to Egypt and Greece, like the Mediterranean. Oh, you, you hit all the spots that love you. Yeah, we hit you. all the spots of the people that <laughs> they just really enjoy Jews. You guys yeah. called it the In Your Face Tour. <laughs> the fuck you, we're rich. Yeah. They're on a boat, a motherfucking boat. Um, the toilets my... work and everything. It's yeah. crazy luxurious. <laughs> we actually have food. Um, my sister went on uh, several cruises with my dad. Like She went to like uh, like Hawaii. She went to the Caribbean, the Bahamas, Tahiti, all those tropical ones. So she actually has more cruise ship experience than I do. I just was on this one cruise for three weeks, and it was – I would say it was hell. It's a long time to spend with, like, your father. I didn't spend that much. And, and my dad was staff, so we were in this, like, tiny little staff quarters at the bottom of the boat without even a window. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was off. And I, I, I recounted – this is, like, years ago when I told the tale of um, my dad, like – he had like explosive diarrhea all over Mykonos. Right. This was the original <laughs> shit cruise. Yeah, this was the original all this shit. La- this later stuff is just biting on you. Yeah, I mean, d- just to make a long story short, yeah, he had really bad diarrhea on uh, Mykonos, which which was funny because it's a very pristine, beautiful white island. Everything's white except for the area that my dad was walking in that was brown. <laughs> and then uh, we had to go back to the boat. And I was at that point at. at shit's end wit's end and i was like i'm gonna go take i gotta get i gotta get a drink because it was disgusting and when i came back to the room how about a mudslide <laughs> <laughs> when i came no, back to the no. room uh my dad had cleaned up and i went i go to take a piss and in the bathroom he had tried to clean his shitty underwear his shitty tidy whities in the sink oh. and then he hung them up to dry and i was and they're all like still shit covered i just grabbed the coat hanger i was like when you shit your pants, you throw your underwear out. So that's a life lesson. It's yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's just the rule. Frugal man. Must be like I said, <laughs> frugal man. But anyway, uh, I can empathize or sympathize actually with the passengers on this cruise because all cruise ships, all cruise ships have a diarrhea epidemic. Dysentery is rampant on cruises. And the reason being is you're in close quarters with all these other passengers. Not many people, I mean, wash their hands after they take a shit. People are dirty. They're bacteria carriers. Wait, really? Dude? Especially when you're at sea. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's <laughs> manners and habits go downhill. Uh, it's, it's, it's disgusting. And plus, there's all people from all different uh, you know, walks of life there. It's just uh, different social circles. So people have different habits, different levels of hygiene. So every, it's, it's inevitable that if you're on a cruise, diarrhea is going to break out. You're going to have diarrhea. Everybody had diarrhea on the cruise I was on. Do you have um, your own bathroom, or are you using? Are you share? Do you share restrooms on the cruise? You can share restrooms, but you have your own bathroom in your cabin. When you say you can, like that's an option you'd want. No, but like, <laughs> like let's say you're up on the uh, the, I don't know, the 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 upper deck. <laughs> so you're upper decking, but no, you're on the top deck, and there's pools. There's like community bathrooms. You have public okay. bathrooms up there, and it just it disease spread, like bacteria spreads, and so your food gets contaminated. Next thing you know, every there's a diarrhea epidemic. I gotta think the swimming pool is a hotbed of contamination too. Right, just, but it's full of chlorine. So, well, so the, the the thing, the reason this this story is so horrifying is that this cruise ship is a carnival cruise. My dad actually worked for I think it was Norwegian Sky, it's a European cruise line. But Carnival Cruise, Carnival Cruise isn't an American cruise line, although they do operate in the Americas. But it's a, actually a Panamanian cruise. 
Right, aren't all of these cruises, um, aren't they all not U.S. bound so that they can avoid paying taxes and actually paying their employees? That's exactly, and that, that's why, like, people, you know, people are expressing outrage and, and sympathy for the passengers, but really it's the staff that you should be, like, feeling sorry for. S-T-A-P-H, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened here is that... Uh, this is last week. Um, for five days, a Carnival Cruise Line, an engine fire disabled the vessel. And uh, what ended up happening is they, yeah, the, the, uh, the, their sewage-soaked cabins, uh, they ran out of food. So people are hoarding food. And then the worst <laughs> part about it is uh, because the, 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 the toilet system was backed up, um, the, the captain was saying, do not use the toilet. So they were passing out bags, plastic bags, biohazard bags that people were... To, to use to defecate in. Did Trucker Paul get a new job as <laughs> captain of a cruise ship? <laughs> Trucker Paul would have been like, all right, I can do this. I've done this before. Let me show you how this works. <laughs> you put the bag on the ground. I mean, could you, you squat. Could you imagine like a worse situation? Like, at what point do you just be like, you want me to shit in the bag? Why can't hmm. you hang your ass over the edge of the boat? <laughs> I guess, I, I mean, yeah, what? Well, I don't know because of the I don't want you to just, fall in. Here, hold my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to lean over the boat for a second. Don't let go. Yeah, but there's like there's like decks below you. That's so an you upper deck. Get on the lower deck. <laughs> Should you go to I the agree. bottom deck? Would you just be the poop deck? Literally, literally. <laughs> literally you're not pooping poop on the deck. You're pooping over the rail. Well, so if if you saw the the, the passengers because they there's sewage soaked rooms they ended up having to go sleep on the on the top deck and they just kind of well, plus made it these... was really hot in the rooms right because there's you can't open the window and there's no air conditioning yeah and and, and it reeked of feces so uh people ended up uh, making these like encampments on the uh, top on like the upper deck is it called a boat. window i'm sorry is it porthole there we go i think it's a porthole is, right. the, is the technical seafaring term. i've i've been on a cruise i know i know the terms <laughs> Does the porthole open or not? Um, the porthole, I think you could crack the porthole on, our, on the ship that uh, I was on. Could you fit your ass through it? <laughs> I could barely fit my dick through it. Um, <laughs> it's like throwing a hot dog through a porthole. <laughs> but yeah, so, so the worst part about it, though, is, uh, yeah, you know, I guess for the passengers, which, I mean, this obviously was a hellish experience. But they did. They were able to go up and make little tents and sleep, you know, where it was cooler. Didn't smell like feces. But the staff, there's no room for the staff to sleep on the upper deck. The staff had to, had to first of all, con- continue to serve these passengers and, uh, you know, try to give them as, make this as, as comfort, make them as comfortable as possible. I mean, that's what they're, I mean, they have to. Here, I have another, I have an extra bag, complimentary. Exactly. But then, but then the, the, the worst part about it is they uh, they don't even have the freedom or the opportunity to go to the top deck. I mean, they have to still stay in the the staff quarters. And I and I mean, I can uh, attest to that. The staff room, like the staff quarters, were awful. Just like it was at the very bottom of the boat. It was just this tiny little room, and you, we didn't even. Yeah, we had like, and we did have like one little porthole. There's no deck. There's no like. Uh, yeah, there's no sliding door that you can go sit on your uh, porch. I would have mutinied. Mutiny yeah, on the poop boat. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't happen. But a mutiny suggests you're taking over something you want control of. Like, do you want control of the poop boat? All of a sudden, you're in charge of the poop boat. I don't not want control of it. <laughs> yeah, but th- I mean, at that point, wouldn't you? People are hoarding food. I mean, isn't it? I mean, does every man, you know, save your your own soul, save your own skin? 
I think I would have mutinied. I probably would have eaten someone within an hour. Yeah. <laughs> we would be sacrificing prisoners if I was the captain. Yeah. Prisoners, you know, guests, whatever you want to call them. Well, a lot of people were saying that, uh, like, why didn't they just evacuate? Because they evacuated two passengers. But why didn't they just evacuate the whole ship? And I guess it's because it wasn't like the ship was sinking. I mean, it was still, you know, people could still survive on it. It wasn't like a life or death, like critical situation. Except for like one lady, I guess, because uh, she had like a dialysis issue that they had to evacuate her. But the rest of the, the rest of the passengers are like they would even pull up on other ships and drop off food, but then they would just leave you on poop boat. Because... I think it's dangerous to go from one boat to another in the middle of the high seas. In the in the you see like uh, the weather was inclement too. Yeah, you don't think I was going to say you don't think you can just kind of maybe jump in the water and have them throw you a. <laughs> or climb into the water from a ladder and th have them throw you a life preserver or something and then haul you back on boat and just yeah i don't, <laughs> what about sharks? I don't know if it works like that. <laughs> or did i get all my naval knowledge from sesame Street? look at fucking aquaman over yeah. here yeah plus have you seen people on these cruises they're not fucking greg luganus or mark spitz <laughs> well they're, it's because they're all senior citizens on the cruise i was on the median age was like 72 that's actually a horror we haven't even considered like this is a poop boat full of yeah, old people. Like I mean, and it's, the old it's people more... shit awful. Do you think they confiscated like everyone's Metamucil right away? And, like, <laughs> and we will absolutely nobody's eating any fiber. Nobody prunes. <laughs> All we had to eat was prunes, which I like. <laughs> My favorite food. I was reading that uh, some kid was like served a breakfast of Skittles. Because that's all they had was like candy and onion sandwiches. That's all you had to eat for five days. That kid's like the happiest kid. What kid doesn't want a breakfast of Skittles? What's an onion sandwich? <laughs> well, I, think it's a, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Some bread and an onion. Here. Oh God! So not only did I mean did the like the stench of the feces, but imagine their breath <laughs> and old people breath. Anyway, they always kind of smell like death and desiccation. I get, they didn't run out of fresh water. Yeah, well, no, I think they, I think they did have water. They I mean, must have, or people. Yeah, that would have been dying. an emergency. So it, it sounds like they were kept alive just long enough for us to be able to talk about this kind of event. to mock them. Yeah, well, you exactly. know, well, what's funny? I have a clip here. I was going to play, uh, um, just to put this in perspective here. So the only news organ, I mean, a lot of okay, this is definitely a story. This is definitely a a headline, and a, you know, all the different news organizations did cover it, except for CNN did like 24-hour coverage of this as if this was like some major disaster. I mean, it's bad. It's, it's, a, it's a hellish experience, and I, I sympathize with these passengers, but it's not Hurricane Katrina. It's not, it's not that level of uh, calamity. And listen to, this, listen to this, this quote here. This is funny. We were dead in the water. I mean, for the you know, the way on the south to put it. So, and the isolation factor you described. This is the same sort of thing isolation that people Katrina in New Orleans, those that were left behind. They never heard anything either. And it's your mind begins to race. You wonder if anybody knows of the circumstance you're in. You think you're all alone. And of course, any rumor becomes solid fact, and it spreads in a very closed environment. So, I imagine it's something very similar. Yeah, but you know, let's put that perspective. I mean, Katrina was uh, a major devastation. <laughs> we're on a freaking cruise ship, and we're just out. <laughs> Cruise ship. Right. So, I you know, from that, that angle, I, and I get it because it is this isolation of communication, but two different things, you know, two different things. And it's he just got pwned. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just funny to me that they're like CNN. The only reporter for CNN was just like, oh my God, this is Hurricane Katrina. It's like that. I mean, that is there anybody dumber than a reporter, a newsman or a woman? 
Wolf even Blitzer the we- even the weather person had to take like some science classes in college, but the reporters are they're seriously the stupidest people on the face but of the earth. There are intelligent reporters out there. It's just this Who? guy, Wolf Blitzer, <laughs> Wolf Blitzer, Kurt Loader. Well, <laughs> I'll give you Kurt Loader. He's more. He's sort of a VJ, also though. Anderson Cooper. He's mm. more of a badge. but yeah you know this isn't a hurricane katrina level calamity but it's still you know a hellish ordeal but i think the 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 main the the worst the worst part about it is the staff the staff had to suffer and this is a a, a couple more points on this here is that the staff first of all works for a lower wage than just a regular i mean they say here that the staff works up to 77 hours a week for as little as 600 bucks a month that's less than two dollars an hour so what yeah, they, but they get to work on an awesome cruise, bro. Yeah, serving the bourgeois. <laughs> serving rich, white, old people. I don't think they're that rich. Well, maybe not for Carnival, but some, some of the other cruises. <laughs> right. Yeah, like Carnival, it isn't. It's just kind of like uh, seeing people I mean, when Las you go Vegas. to a Las Vegas casino, do you look it around and go like, oh, look at all these wealthy people. I think it's the <laughs> same people. <laughs> but, so, but, but the thing is, though, on these cruise lines, uh, the staff works for gratuities. And uh, I bet you on this ship, on the poop boat, I don't think anyone was being tipped. That's tough when you work on gratuity for, uh, and you're basically serving a market that is known for being chintzy and cheap, by which I mean the elderly. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you're probably not making, uh, I mean, you're you're probably really not making any money. And think about this, though. In this situation, after being stranded for five days, shitting in a bag, how much would you tip? Um, I mean, I guess it would depend on the bag a little. (laughs) (laughs) Like how big the bag was, how comfortable it was. Yeah, so if, it, if it fit, to, if it was a soft bag. <laughs> so, so okay. So you'd think, all right, how can uh, Carnival get by with this? I mean, isn't this illegal? Aren't they violating like labor laws? Well, it turns out that Carnival and other top cruise lines operating in the U.S. fly the flags of other countries, so they're not bound by American labor laws. And so, technically, Carnival is registered in Panama a country whose laws have been changed to satisfy their needs and interests because Carnival and other cruise lines too donate a fair amount of money to their Panama's national treasury. Yeah. And a fair amount of money is like a hundand bucks and that's a fair amount of money for Panama. <laughs> so what there was aren't the, what, even, what was, the la- what was the last thing that happened in Panama? What is going on? Noriega, dude. That was a long ass time ago. <laughs> Whatever happened in Noriega? Is he still alive? I want to say he died in jail in Miami, didn't he? Or in Florida. I feel like he died in jail. You know, if I you remember, want to say it, we'll believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do, do you remember how bad his acne was? That guy was just some yes. ugly ass dictator. Yeah, but you know he <clears throat> he for you know he got a lot of ass though. Yeah, he's I, leader of the country. Yeah. Hot what does Panama? Ass. I mean, does Panama make drugs? What bananas? What's coming out of Panama? Canals. Just cruise ships. Canals. I think that's about oh, yeah, it. The canal. Yeah, but they don't even own that canal, do they? I don't. Didn't we annex that part of their country? No, I turned, think we gave it, it back. Go back I think we gave it back. We gave it back, yeah. yeah. I think they do. Why did we it. do that? <laughs> that this was an awesome really canal. Yeah, this is your source for most history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because people do occasionally learn something from this podcast. Not something that you need to it's know. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's wrong. We do. We, uh, we, we never research our facts. Never. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even come to think of it. Where is Panama? <laughs> Wait, okay, no, I will give you a question. Is it is Panama in South America or Central America? Central, it's Central. Are you it's sure? Got, it's the last country, right, in Central America. I'm from South so, America. Should yeah, you really you should know, know this. Line. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the last country. Aren't you an Incan or something, or an Aztec? Incan. Incan, yeah, I thought so. 
Um, but yeah, so there, there are no real labor regulations on these cruise ships. So the staff, I mean, so I mean, if you're a staff member, why wouldn't you commit mutiny? I mean, what would you just like, uh, I would, I would just totally make an uprising. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not serving these fat white people with awful tattoos. I, I imagine like staff hoarding the bags for themselves. I would take over the food. I would probably take the most attractive women, and then I would just go get the the best suites on the boat. I mean, some of the some of the suites that they had were uh, like some of the rooms were amazing. I mean, these like you know like the the like on the very top part of the boat. I mean, there's a certain there's a certain hierarchy like depending on how much you paid. But some people paid like twenty grand for like a you know a two week cruise in like the master suite, and you had to have like uh, on the, at least on the Norwegian Sky you had to have like a a separate key. And that, that it was like a, that you had to like, I don't know, like, like a retina scan just to get into this elevator. <laughs> Two people swiping yeah. their cards at the same time. <laughs> so if I, if I was a staff member on this, I'd be like, fuck this, dude. I quit. Two bucks an hour to clean up people's shit. It, it would seem pretty easy to mutiny. You've got to think that the staff is fairly young and that the clientele again is pretty old. So, you know, how hard is it going to be? to take their best women, as you say. Yeah. I wonder yeah, what You got to organize, though. You can't, you know, you have to organize the lower staff. It's true. And we're hard. talking about, like, magicians and like, <laughs> yeah, rabbis, apparently. Uh, it, it's tough to organize a group yeah. like that. I mean, they have to agree that you're going to be the leader. You know, I don't know if my dad would have led the mutiny. Yeah, he's a barn leader. Rabbi. He was, Chuck he was talks rabbi, in front yeah. of a bunch of people every week. He, he united the Tri-Cities um, in a way that had previously not that been. That is true. Um, that is true. Yeah. There were like seven Jews there. He did. <laughs> they, he, all, they all looked up to him. He did have a shofar, which would be a good, you know, the ram's horn, which would be a good yeah, way to call uh, to action. Call to action, you know. Uh, and you that, hear, the, the, the yeah. stick with the hand on it? When you hear the shofar. I thought you meant he had a driver. Pick up arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. Um, Is it kosher to shit in a bag, by the way? I'm not sure. Well, you definitely can't eat it. Um, What about an onion sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) It it will be interesting to see what type of reparations the Carnival Cruise Line makes. Like, I heard they're getting, every passenger is getting a refund, plus an extra $500 for pain and suffering. What about, I thought they were going to offer them, like, a free another cruise. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be doing that. But wouldn't you sue? Yeah, I would. I mean, that's the first thing I would do. I guess that would be my act of mutiny. Wouldn't that become a class action lawsuit pretty quickly? I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people suing, so they're they're just going to have to combine all the lawsuits into one big ass. I, you know, I hope this cruise just folds. I don't know. Well, who the, who in their this right mind is going folds. to go on a like? If you had a carnival cruise that was scheduled next week, wouldn't you be canceling that? Yeah, or, or is it like after nine eleven? You know, you fly the very next day or as soon as you can because you figure that's not going to happen again this anytime soon. Is that a bad analogy? <laughs> yeah, I, don't I just know. don't think it's true. And then, and then, we, and then, your I mean, you, you know, can you imagine your wife bitching about it if it did become shit boat part two? I told you, I told you, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> the worst part about shit boat is how many people are like, oh, I'm going to surprise my wife with this Valentine's Day cruise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like I wonder how many of these I wonder how many of these relationships just end in divorce as soon as they touch American soil. I wonder if anybody's fucking in the communal deck tent city. Mm, I don't know. You're probably not fucking when you're covered in excrement. Occupy poop boat. Uh, then again, Germans look, do it. Yeah, look at Burning Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> people, this is episode 368. Here is sick and wrong. Um, 
You know the way the show works. Wagner and I present the most disturbing news times of the week. Uh, you can send them to stickeronpodcast.com or uh, via Facebook or even Twitter. Or just go to the forum, actually. I haven't, uh, you know, I forgot to go uh, look at the mm. forum. A lot of people, there's a lot of news articles, good sick and wrong stories on the forum. And uh, the you forum can just, is like a cruise ship full of excrement. There's a lot of feces close. on the forum. Yeah. Germans love the forum for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some good stories here for this week. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. So the first story here we got for episode 368 came in uh, via Facebook from Andy. Andy writes, do you and Lance uh, do rock, paper, scissors when you uh, switch positions with your tranny hookers? Um, no, we actually, we, we don't usually have sex with tranny See, a tranny hooker, there's simultaneously. one less option. <laughs> yeah, but there, there's different ways. ends, though. Right, but, you know, there's one third less holes. Yeah, that's true. There is Unless one. you're doing the weird foreskin thing. <laughs> so do you guys just do paper, scissors? Yeah, we, we just do paper, scissors, and just continuously switch back and forth. Um, he's referring to this fight. It's more like musical chairs. Yeah. <laughs> he's, referring, he's referring to this uh, fight during a threesome in uh, Fargo, North Dakota that just happened. You know, threesomes, I mean, threesomes have to be complicated because who really writes down the rules for these things? There are no rules. That's the point. But aren't there like tacit, like rules that you just if you if you're a guy that engages in a lot of threesomes, wouldn't you be like, okay, well, this is just sort of how it's done. You get the vagina for ten minutes. I get the mouth for ten, and then we switch. You should like, really have them written down on the wall of your bedroom. <laughs> so you know, because people say, "Oh, you're discriminating against me." You're like, "No, it's the official rules. They're written down right here. It's yeah, like, the same for everybody." That's, that's all you get. If I let if I let you slide, then you know everybody else who comes through. I gotta let them slide. Just becomes like mutiny on the bounty. Mutiny, mutiny, mutiny. on the uh, mutiny on the ass bounty. Um, so this was in, this happened in Fargo, North Dakota. A fight during a sexual threesome led to a stabbing. A stabbing was reported by a naked man who called nine one one from an alley in North Fargo. Fargo is not a warm place right now. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine those people were. I'm I'm imagining a threesome and it's not a pretty one. Yeah, I don't think these were attractive people here. Why why are threesomes not like I see on the internet? Why do I read about threesomes <laughs> that are more like from Fargo? Because I think that's where the real like actual threesomes happen, but when you're getting paid to do a threesome, then now uh, you can masturbate to it. 
<laughs> but yeah, so, so I mean, this guy probably froze his nuts off. It must be like, what, sub-zero temperatures right now in Fargo? Shrinkage. Shrinkage. Gotta be. Um, but he's a black guy, though, so he's probably, he's probably shrink to the size of a white guy. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, Ashley Hunter, 33 years old, was charged with a single count of aggravated assault after he stabbed Orlando DeWitt, a friend of his who is visiting him at his home. Apparently, this is what happened. Hunter invited three women over to his house, and then the group, including Whoa. DeWitt, went out drinking. Sex party. So he was he was shooting for a fivesome? <laughs> he was planning an orgy. This is like this is a sex party. I need to go to Fargo. Yeah. I bet you I bet you these women were not uh informed up front about these plans. <laughs> it sounds like one of them was. Well, one of them definitely was because they so they five the fivesome went to the windbreak bar. But then only <laughs> one... just think about that for a second. Windbreak. <laughs> right? All right, sorry. <laughs> That's got to be one of the best names for a bar. Yeah, the Windbreak Bar it smells in here. It smells worse than the poop boat. <laughs> well, you know, the funniest thing about that is that that maybe would be appropriate name for a bar that was, you know, in Santa Barbara near the near the port or whatever. All the boats. <laughs> Good point. There's no fucking water in North Fargo. <laughs> I don't even think there's a lake. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of breaking wind. I'm the sure. Windbreak. It's like in a seedy alley. Yeah, but I mean, by there's the, some by the there's dump. A, there's a lot of corpulent people in North Dakota, so I imagine there's just not that. How, fat how people. do you know this? Because, have you seen? You, know, you you have to be a bigger person to be able to live in that type of climate. I you haven't guess. seen the movie Fargo? There's a lot of fat people in it. There's a lot of fat people. Fat, fat people. people and fat people fart all the time. I mean, I don't know how how often you hang out with fat people. Fact. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Okay, so what ended up happening here? After the, the fivesome went to the windbreak bar, and only one girl ended up, uh, being, ended up actually going back to Hunter's house. So Hunter joined DeWitt and one of the women in a sexual act after they returned home. During the menage a trois, Hunter asked his buddy DeWitt to switch positions. DeWitt... <laughs> Get out of my ass. <laughs> DeWitt refused, and the two men began arguing and that's what i wonder it's like okay so dudes that's awkward for the girl well it's gotta be it's gotta be awkward but i mean there must be an unspoken protocol to this like do you do rock paper scissors do you high five rape whistle like what what is it it that you use to signal like okay we're switching i liked i liked your idea about time limits i think i think that's what it should i mean i've (laughs) i've never had a menage with a dude so I don't really know. Not the, and and I, I wouldn't want to have a menage with one of my friends because I think I, I just don't want to see my friend's boners. Oh, dude, you want to see my boner? I, I do not want to see your boner. <laughs> it's just, it'd be, I think it would be weird. It'd be awkward to, to, to see your friend's boner. Like, uh, you know, Sleazy E, he had a menage with a friend of his. And, and he said after, there was always, afterwards, there was always awkwardness because they saw each other's boners. No more eye contact in that relationship ever again. <laughs> Maybe, is that what, what you... about a what about a chess timer? That thing with the two clocks and you hit the button. <laughs> I was thinking more like a like a you know um, shot clock buzzer from a basketball game. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and then you and then you just know to switch. You know to switch. How about we leave it up to the lady? Ooh, sensitive. Ooh, that's why Wackerly gets. Yep, that's that's exactly. why Wackerly's a lover, not a fighter. 
I get invited to all the MMF menages because I because I have such good etiquette. I mean, maybe I wonder if this is the first. It sounds like Dewitt here is a selfish uh, participant. He's not a guy I would invite back to I can't my three cents. Remind Dewitt's, me, so. Dewitt's the guy who got angry, or who was yeah. the guy who called Orlando? Whose house was it? It was Hunter's house. Hunter's the guy that invited DeWitt and this chick back and to his house. And then DeWitt stabbed Hunter. Well, you're, I'm getting to that part oh, here. Um, so, okay. Hunter asked DeWitt to switch positions. He refused. The two men began arguing. Then Hunter reached into his couch and pulled out a 12-inch butcher knife. Wow. Which It's interesting because I also keep my butcher knife in my couch. I keep my bread knife in the couch. <laughs> I wonder what else he had in his couch. Change. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut M and M's, Fritos, yeah, <laughs> stale Fritos. I wish they would tell us what the positions were. Yeah, they don't really go into any detail. But after the butcher knife came out, uh, the whole thing was just it all went to hell at that point. They're not going to continue going. Uh, you know, they're not going to continue. You know, fucking once you, once once you pull out a butcher knife, it's like, all right, well, I think this this threesome is over. Edge you know? play. <laughs> well, the woman grabbed her clothing and ran into the bathroom with Dewitt who left his clothes behind on the floor. Um, Hunter then began pounding on the door, telling him to get out of the house. And at one point, forcing the door open and splintering the wood with the butcher knife. This is some shining shit. Mm -hmm. It's like a black version of The Shining. It's like, except with Billy D. Williams instead of Jack, which actually would be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they made that black? How about this? I have a black shining with Billy D. Williams. On a cruise boat. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I think we are, we're on to something here. What would you call it, though? The Shining. <laughs> Part two. The Shining Adventure. The Shine Box. The Shine Box. That is good. I don't want to be responsible. What about and there's racial undertones. Be played be by a white guy? What's up? We need a white guy to play the Scatman Carruthers uh, part. Who tells him about the Shining? Yeah, we could yeah. call it the Shining. And you would have to change his name. It couldn't be Scatman Carruthers. <laughs> I'm just to, saying be, that's the actor's like, name for a reference. It'd be like Free Jazz Smith. <laughs> yeah, but Scatman is a perfect name for somebody on the poop ship. That's true. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> okay, um, back to the story. B- back to the story, okay. But th- sometimes these black versions of popular movies do work. Like, Do you ever see the Black Wizard of Oz? The Wiz? The Wiz, yeah. yeah. Blackula? Blackula, yeah. That's a fantastic movie. It, it can work. Have you guys seen Roots? only the white version (laughs) Um, actually isn't the white version the one with uh, Charlton Heston let my people go yeah, was that the uh, Planet know. of the Apes? Planet the Jews. The Jews are the white blacks. <laughs> no, I'm not even. Yeah, that is stop. terrible. This stop. is oh, like all right. We need to stop. God, I'm about to get canceled. Mm. <laughs> this is my last sponsors show. are going to drop us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be dropped. It's my last show. Thank you, folks. A <laughs> list material coming out of the Incan. Yeah. Um. So Dewitt. Okay, Dewitt told police that he decided to run for the front door. Obviously, maniac is smashing the door down. With his butcher knife. Um, as he did so, he felt the knife cut through his arm. Mm. So he got gashed. Uh, he grabbed the woman's phone from the table. He's calling 911 from the alley. While in the alley, he could hear Hunter yelling that he was going to kill him. And he can get his clothing off the porch. He's, How he's is nice he guy. naked, but he still has his phone? <clears throat> he grabbed the woman's phone. Oh. So he ran, he, he ran out of the apartment, grabbed the phone, 
And then I was calling 911 from the alley. But it's nice that the guy was going to give him his clothes back. I mean, it's got to be cold. Do you think that was kind of like a like bait? You know, but you can come get your clothes. Chop, chop, chop. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is that, is that what happens in the black version of The Shining? <laughs> 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 I didn't know they were so devious. But I, I do like this guy's presence of mind, though. Um, okay, first of all, he has the wherewithal to, I guess... Uh, for, okay, actually, we should go back a little bit. I'm very curious, actually, what you said, Lance. Backtracing. Yeah, what what position they were in. <laughs> You've got to think they were arguing for the mouth. He's just like, dude, let her, you know, go go for a while. And but, but he, whatever, he had the presence of mind to run into the bathroom, take the girl with him, which was kind of a, a, a good call. And then as he's running out, grab her phone. Um, this guy, I mean, he couldn't have been hammered. I'm thinking because... I'm, I'm just willing to wager here that this woman probably had back. So I'm thinking he was in the back door. Okay, we've got one vote for back door. One I'm thinking back mouth. door is where the guy was. And yeah, but a woman having a nice voluptuous ass doesn't really lead me to believe that it's more likely that people are fucking her in her asshole. You know, Wackerly has experience with um, um, black women. So it's black woman. It is true. <laughs> what, it's what, singular, not so. Plural. In your opinion, I'd, I'd say you probably, you know, had the most experience here. It's the most valid opinion. What hole do you think he was in? White girls are more into anal than black girls. Okay, so not From my experience. <laughs> so you're nixing the back door idea. Yeah, let me, I let am. me just correct. Some white girls are more into anal than one black girl. <laughs> that Lance knows. <laughs> right. So, okay, do you think he was maybe doing her doggy? Because uh, you get to admire the back from, the, from that angle. Right. I, I don't know. I truly don't know. I mean, maybe they were – some guys really like blowjobs. Others don't. I don't think that's a black-white thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. That's why I wish they told us because I, I have no idea. If I was the reporter of this story, I think – How I do we know, how do we know they detail. weren't DPing oh, on the man. nether region? Geez, can you imagine someone pulling a knife while you're DPing? Yeah, if you're on the bottom, you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. But it makes sense, though, that they were DPing because they were sitting on the couch. He probably reached under the cushion and just pulled out the butcher knife. Yeah, that's frightening. Possibly. It's not gay if the balls don't touch. That's what we've been told. I'm, I'm making a statement right now. I'm never going to have a threesome because of this story. <laughs> Seriously, because <laughs> of this story. Would you avoid eye contact? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that what I, I remember we had an MMA guy on the show and I was saying, isn't it kind of gay that you're doing this MMA? And he was like, only if you make eye contact. Huh. So maybe if, uh, you know, if you're doing DP, if there's no eye contact with the men, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If, I heard if you make eye contact with a man during DP, you can say, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> all right. All right. In conclusion here, what ended up happening is uh, police ended up showing up. They found the butcher knife. Uh, they also found blood stains leading from the front door of the house to the alley. They took Hunter into custody and he's being held with a felony charge of aggravated assault. Probably not going to be having good threesomes from now on. Uh, you never know. Well, <laughs> I don't know if a prison threesome sounds all that appealing, but hey, I've never had one. It, less violent. It's not up to you at that point. <laughs> yeah. Also, less holes. A third. They'll less. make a hole. For the <laughs> ship. Oh, God. What do you have here for the second story? Uh, I'm going to say 
let me just come right out with it. I'm going to say nigger a lot for this story. <laughs> and you know, we are totally okay, but you're you're using it in a Quentin Tarantino style way, right? Yeah, but even he got a lot of shit for that. He got some flack, but I mean, we're drawing attention to how horrible and this loaded pejorative is. We're not using it to in an exploitative way. I'm going to try and keep it to like three times. <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm supposed to. Well, that. I mean, you know, you you're an archaeologist. <laughs> Please don't tell people who I am. <laughs> God, is this the, is this become the KKK podcast? The KKK cast? Well, wait, I want to hear what this what what, what this what's coming up here now. Ku Klux cast. There's a guy named Joe Ricky Hundley. Sounds like the type of guy who would use the word. Yes. He's 60 from a time when racism was acceptable. Maybe. <laughs> I guess not really, right? That's my parents' age, and they sort of grew up with the civil rights movement, right? Yeah, it depends on where you lived, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess if you're in the South. This dude's from Idaho, acceptable. and there's a lot of uh, white supremacists yeah, in Idaho, Yeah, there's a lot I of think. white supremacists in Idaho. That's, Anti-government types. That yeah. was their uh, yeah, that was their headquarters for the longest time in the 90s. <clears throat> well, he's on a plane, this man, and uh, he's coming back from... A, he was in Atlanta visiting a hospitalized relative. So, you know, emotions are high, <laughs> elevated. He described his emotional state as distraught and that he had one alcoholic drink on the aircraft. Right. Yeah, one alcoholic drink, my ass. Where were How they going? Have in again? the airport. Where were they going? He was coming from Atlanta back to Idaho. Oh, okay. He, he is uh, the CEO of an aircraft parts company parts repair company aircraft repair something like that anyway he got sat next to a woman with a small child god that's the worst though it is the worst and like when they don't even have the seat so the kid's on the lap Ugh. there's no room in the plane for even for a person without a kid on their lap yeah but i mean what in that situation like you should be allowed to be like i need to switch like, I there need needs to, to be a kid section of the plane. And I, whatever, kids, fine, put in your earplugs. But it's really is, it's, it's, it's really irritating. I think they should have a kid section and an obese section, like where the seats are wider. Because so, that, that's almost worse is when you're sitting next to like between two fat people. Because mm -hmm. then you don't even get to use the armrest. Oh, but if your plane goes down, you are totally fine. Oh, yeah, that is true. It's like a built-in <laughs> airbag. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just push my it's elbows like into their bowling. fat. <laughs> where I rest my beer. Yeah, it's like being in a big bean bag, just for warmth. Just yeah. In there. yeah, it's kind of gross. It's warm and moist. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this woman was fat, but she had an eighteen, nineteen-month-old baby. Now she is white, and this baby is adopted, and he's black. Okay, so the baby's black, mother's white. She's thirty-three. Her name's Jessica Bennett. The kid's name is Jonah. Um, so they're on the plane. So Bennett she gave, told us so she Bennett, gave him a the, white name. The, the <laughs> Jonah, <laughs> she gave the kid a, a white name. biblical name. Black people are fond of the biblical names. Right? Yeah, I think that works. Why? What, what kind of name did you want to want to get? Like Jerome? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wilt. Yeah. Wilt. Yeah, Wilt's a good name. I like Wilt. I like Jerome. Yeah, Jerome's not bad. I'm not going to suggest any other names. <laughs> it's a bad territory. Uh, she said, she told, the mother told authorities that the son started to cry due to al altitude change. 
And this is what they always say, right? The parents. Like, I, I know my kid's crying, but the babies cry because they can't depressurize their head when the, when the you know, airline is, is, is going up and down in the air and the cabin pressure changes, right? Doesn't that tell you that, like, wow, maybe you shouldn't have a little kid on the plane then? Yeah, that maybe you shouldn't awful. fly with a little bastard. You know who maybe should he's not have, healthy. You know who should have had a drink at the airport before the flight took off? The child. The baby. The child. Right. <laughs> Would have made things easier for everybody on that plane. She was unable to stop the infant from cr- from crying. Uh, the FBI is now involved, and I'm going to get to why. Because the guy, this Joe Ricky Hundley, he got irritated uh, enough that he said, shut that nigger baby up. <laughs> and then slapped the, the kid across the say. face. He slapped good the kid God. across the face, 19 months old. And you can't get a good wind up, you know, in the seat. They're so close <laughs> together. So I doubt it was like a full backhand, you know, for, you know, Pete Sampras across the face type thing. But uh, he did slap the kid across the face. The mother says that uh, there's a scratch <laughs> on the kid's eye on his face just below his eye. So it was open so, hand then. It wasn't a closed fist here. It was not a closed fist. <laughs> yeah, this Hundley guy has standards. He's not going to. Yeah, but he didn't shot. backhand He's the kid either. It was the front of the not hand. The front of the hand. Across the face, though. God, no, oh, this not is, your child. I, I just read that. Yeah, I had read that this morning, Lance. Um, I mean, if if you're the mother, or if you're any parent, you're gonna obviously beat the shit out of this guy right <laughs> yeah. away. And if you're, and um, y- you might go on with the story. Actually, I mean, what I would have done <laughs> is I would have just. I mean, it, it seems like it'd be more effective just to put your hand over the kid's mouth. Or just yeah, a blanket over the kid's mouth. One of those hot towels. Yeah, you put them yeah. up, up in the uh, overhead compartment. Right. Oh, or chloroform or something. <laughs> put your tit in its mouth. <laughs> exactly. That that would have worked. Please put your tit in its mouth. <laughs> Please put your tit in its mouth. <laughs> so so okay. Once you say uh, so so, not only did this guy slap the kid, which is going to exacerbate the situation, he also had to say a racial slur. Yeah. Then what happens? Yeah. I mean, what do you do if you said si- shut that nigger baby up? <laughs> what he said. And so, did everybody? I mean, that is, that's that's some grand wizard shit. To say <laughs> yeah, on <a> plane. <laughs> like, I'm surprised you didn't say like Tar Baby or something. Yeah, you've got to feel pretty confident in your whiteness and being around white people to say that. Or you're just completely hammered. I mean, did it come Even out muffled then. because of the pillowcase over his head? <laughs> well, you know, every time something happens on a plane, they they escalate the security procedures, right? Like now we have to take Zip off ties. your shoes, your shirt. You got to take off your belt, take out your contacts, <laughs> so, take off your toupee. But now they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have to. Ch- they're gonna be like, uh, all Ku Klux Klan robes <laughs> need to be put into the bin, out of your bag, in a Ziploc bag. What, what about the, the other passengers? Bag. Were they just like, yeah, fuck yeah, shut that nigger baby well, up? Well, that's the thing. He he says that he didn't say that. He says that he didn't slap the child. He says that he wasn't hammered. But you, the plane is full of fucking people, dude. You can't just get away. There's tons of witnesses. Yeah, talk about the witnesses surrounding you. You can't just Eddie Murphy that shit. <laughs> That shit didn't happen. Prove me wrong. Wasn't me. That was somebody else. <laughs> so, so what was he after? I mean, what happened? Um, well, the plane was landing, and you know the cops got involved. Uh, the the air the the air waitresses or whatever, you know, tried to help her. Um, I didn't underline this story to the best of my abilities, They're but yeah, like o- other passengers yeah. heard der- heard the derogatory language and came back and said, you know, is everything all right? And uh, 
so now this dude is uh, being brought up on charges, 60 years old, and he could get a year in prison for this you know, assault upon uh, an infant. That's what he's being charged with. He's not being charged with using the N-word because that's freedom of speech for you. But I'm kind of astonished that uh, a CEO of a, a company – if this guy was like a worker at the company, like some blue-collar – you know, piece of shit, racist guy from like Idaho. I understand, but this guy owns a company. He's obviously somewhat educated. He makes airplane yes. parts, and his name has three words in it. All right, all right. He, he's right. he's besmirching the name of, of the great CEOs of our country, the paragons <laughs> yeah. of virtue. I'm gonna say Donald Trump doesn't go around calling babies racial slurs and smacking them. As far well, as you he's know. not dumb enough to get caught. Well, he probably would, I'm sure. But uh, so I wonder what, what did the mom do? You know, he's lucky this mom wasn't black because if this mom was black, this dude would have been smacked the fuck up. That's a racist thing. To <laughs> yeah, say. I know, but I know it would be though because guarantee the white woman just kind of she's like one of those very liberal, progressive white ladies that's probably like really meek, and she was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this happened." Whereas the black lady's like, "Oh no, you did not say that." I guarantee you. I think, you I think it would get high and loud, the voice. Yeah. Oh, you did not say that? <laughs> oh, no, you did not say that. Was, was that an Asian lady? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. Not my best work. It's a black woman. I don't know. Helium. It doesn't really say what she did other than she freaked out. Lance, I'm and curious. You, know, you said the FBI is getting involved. Is that because it's um, racial, on a plane? Racially, yeah. Like on a plane, are we in international airspace? We're over the U.S. What's I do on? not know, but it says a report has been compiled by, compiled by FBI agent Darren Cheney. So, I mean, what, can this woman press charges? I, I would hope. so. I don't think it matters. I, I mean, mean, he assaulted a child. It's not like uh, tort law i mean it's just illegal whether she wants to press charges or not and what did she can you probably say? call it she can probably sue him in civil court after he goes to criminal court and what did you say the punishment potentially was he can get up to a year in jail but you know i doubt it's gonna happen i wonder how many of his employees and that's the maximum he can't get any more than that that's for slapping a child across exactly the face. like an 18 year old like if you slap an 18 year old across the face there's a good chance he could do some actual damage to a child that size i just wonder how many employees how many employees are going to want to continue working for this guy all the uh, racists will (laughs) no question yeah i like him (laughs) he's a good good man i would have handled it he uh he pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault in virginia in 2007 when he was arrested for a, a quarrel with his girlfriend he was first charged with simple assault uh, carrying a concealed weapon and public intoxication. He told the smoking gun that the weapon was a corkscrew. (laughs) Wait, he assaulted his girlfriend with a corkscrew? I think he had it on him and the cops uh, classified it as a, as a weapon to up the charges. God. What was this guy's name again? He's a hothead. David Duke. (laughs) Joe Ricky Hundley. Joe Ricky. Joe Ricky. That's a fantastic name. Joe Joe Ricky. Ricky. Wow. What an asshole. And they're, they're, that guy gets the sick and wrong coveted asshole of the week award. Yeah, that one's racist bad. asshole. Of the racist week. asshole of the week. God, terrible. I just can't. I mean, just shut the fuck up and sit in your seat and just grind your teeth like everybody else. Yeah. Or, or put on headphones and listen to your hillbilly racist music. Or slap the mom. Slap the mom. Don't slap the child. Slap your monkey. 
Or like, yeah, go to the bathroom and slap your monkey. That's no, what no, you do should it right do. In the chair. <laughs> I mean, I, if your you kid's know. gonna cry. Yeah, this is this is a horrible story, but I don't want all these like parents who take their small children on planes to get off, you know, without any rebuke here. Well, my question is. Do, did this happen at the beginning of the flight? End. end. So it was the end. Okay, so this guy suffered through this uh, this ordeal the whole time. He almost made it. He almost <laughs> made it. But, I, I mean, if it was the beginning of the flight, how awkward would that be? Because now, you, okay, I just smacked your infant, and now i got to sit next to you for the rest of the flight. I mean, it would just be a very awkward situation for all those involved. You'd probably get moved. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? Did you see? Did you see the story? We didn't do this one, but did you see the story about the drunk Icelandic guy on like Iceland Air or whatever the fuck their airline's was zip- called? They zip tied that guy. They duct taped his whole body. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't die. The lesson being: don't fuck around on Icelandic uh, airlines. You know, seriously, just just drink enough till you pass out and shut the fuck up, and then get off the plane and go do your duty. Don't even you know, drink. I was going to say, that's drinking a fine on an airplane line. sucks. That's a fine line. Yeah. You always end up with a hangover if you're drinking on an airplane. Because you're dehydrated, yep. but the air is so dry. Just take an Ambien. You take an Ambien. That's what you should do. Take yep. an Ambien and then just sleep through your flight. Get off your flight. Because it, it just sucks. Unless you're flying first class, it sucks. You know how, uh, like, you know, I got all my wisdom teeth pulled. And everybody hates the dentist, but I'm just like, well, I just went to the dentist that totally puts me under fucking general anesthetic. Like it was not that bad at all. When can we can we move that process to air travel? You you think like, I hate our, I hate air travel. Well, you should fly my airline. They knock your ass out. <laughs> well, you would think they already had those oxygen masks that come down from the yeah. ceiling. Just put you know nitrous in ether. It. Just like, yeah. nitrous ether. Well, what what are they nitrous oxide? Is what they knock you out with, right? No, no, no. I mean, I got, like, IV sedation. Oh, okay. I want, the, I want the serious shit. <laughs> well, fucking get ether and just, like, you just pass out. You wake up at your destination. You know I why? want the sky waitress to come and jam a needle in my arm and just get put down. I want to fly Wackerly Air. I'm, <laughs> Wackerly I'm, Air. That's I'm, what I'm flying. I'm concerned I would be fondled on Wackerly Air while I was unconscious. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'll be fondling the female passengers. Because the fucking robot flies the plane. I'll just be, you know... You don't have to make the announcements because all the passengers are fucking out cold. So I'm just like teabagging the women. Don't you, when you're out cold, when you're unconscious, don't you lose sphincter control? This could this could turn into no. a shit boat I didn't situation. Shit, I didn't shit my pants when I got my... I'm just saying if you're unconscious for a period of hours, don't you lose sphincter control? Right. Actually, maybe that's why they tell you not to eat for 24 hours. Maybe that's why. They it's eat. true. That's why I'm saying this could lead into a, uh, a potential shitboat situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be the sequel to the movie that we make about this black shining on the boat. <laughs> and it's now going to be <laughs> in the sorry. air. This time it's in the air. <laughs> <laughs> black airplane. So many good ideas. Uh, people, you're listening to Sick and Wrong, episode 368. Um, send in your com. If we do read them on the show, we will give you a second wrong care package. Uh, we have some phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. And we got some emails. Uh, before we get to our first phone call, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. 
So we got a few phone calls here at the Sick Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, our first call actually is uh, from a, a frequent listener, an occasional caller, the Pin Conning Picker. Oh, nice. Eric, you remember. Eric actually, Eric went to high school with Wackerly in uh, Midland, which right. uh, coincidentally is only like, what, 50 miles away from Bay City, yep. which is where I'm from. So Pink. we're all, yeah, we're all kind of from that same area. But Pink Conning was what, north of Midland? Yeah, wow, Pink Conning, I haven't heard a reference to that actually since well before I lived in Midland. <laughs> did you ever smoke the pin conning paralyzer weed? I did not. No, it was like, it's supposed to be this legendary, like Northern Michigan weed. This is also the part of the state where MDMA came from. Just FYI. So. And meth. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so here's the, here's the pin conning picker. Indian Lance. Pin conning picker here. Yeah, I think the bar you're trying to think of is called the Wayside. Remember? Yes, and the Wayside yes, Diver. I partake there when I was underage as well. In fact, I saw a very disturbing thing there once. Uh, probably a 16-year-old girl who had been served way too much, yep. throwing up into glass after glass of 32-ounce beer mugs <laughs> at closing time. Yeah, that was Closing time. <laughs> blah, so, blah, 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 anyway, yeah, blah, 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 we did a story from Mount Pleasant, so we were trying to... I was going to say, that's the bar we... Yeah, I was gonna, that's the bar right up the street from us that you could actually go to and get served. If you're underage, well, yeah. Like, we away. all went there. Do you remember how drunk you'd get in there? would always be fights. That's... Yeah, that's... I, I haven't heard that for... The Wayside. It was a dance club. It was a dance... It was a shitty dance club. Shitty dance club, yeah. That uh, served beer. I, if, if I recall, did they have glasses? Like, glass glasses? Or glass was it glasses. like... Yeah. Oh, God, I don't know if it was like plastic cups. It was that bad. Um, I don't think bartenders were that smart back then. <laughs> they hadn't figured out the plastic cup idea. I just remember we, like, as soon as word got around that you could get served at the wayside, it was like, oh, yeah, every weekend we were driving up there and getting trashed. And then we'd drive home just wasted. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was primarily, though, pretty, uh, like, country establishment, right? I mean, it was out in the It was middle Mount Pleasant, of, though. Yeah, it's I mean, out in the middle CMU's of nowhere. College town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Wayside was a great bar, and there's a lot of shenanigans that occurred there. I wonder what would happen if we went there now. Would it just be like, all right, you guys are pedophiles? And <laughs> yeah, we would immediately, like, they would be like, you're too old to be here. Oh, you see. are sexual predators. Just leave. Or narcs. Or narcs. Yeah, we could. I narcs. bet you there's no more underage drinking there. All that shit got really cracked down upon. Yeah. No, I did, we, mo mothers against drunk driving and all that stuff. We were 17 and we were getting served, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's an, the next call is uh, about a guy and a house party. And, uh, you know, back in college, we had several of these house parties. Yes, um, very well-planned. Very well-planned house parties. But, but listen to this guy's house party. Yo, I thought you guys sounded a little weird. It turned out it was your answering machine. Um, what's up, sick and wrong? How are you guys? Uh, exactly. Um, I'm a house party right now. I'm but like, like, everyone's really drunk, and I thought I torched someone for a few minutes who, like, wouldn't, wouldn't tell me I'm wrong. Um, what did he say? This guy's nearly at the incoherent stage. <laughs> of see, see, Eric, I don't know what kind of calls you get on your cute little football podcast, but in Sick and Wrong, we get heavily inebriated phone calls that we have. That's part of the fun is us trying to dis decipher 
what is being said. And, you know, this actually isn't that bad because this guy sounds American, but usually it's like some <laughs> limey from like Brixton. Wales. Yeah, or Wales. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, huh? let's, uh, let's try to figure this out here. Lance was actually pretty decent at it. Yeah, you can usually kind of figure it out what the limeys are saying. But last week I was sober and trying to figure that guy out, and I couldn't. So I think I, you oh, the guy that drunk. took a shit in the bathtub that was square shaped. That was odd. He found a shit in the bathtub, right? <laughs> Which we were talking about that because remember we had uh, someone shit in the shower. Yeah. All right, let's just finish this here. So like, oh for fuck's sake, I even forgot. Um, shit. All right, basically, right? There's a there's this basically. girl, and she was like, she she sort of like. Booty call, if you know what I mean. Uh, sorry, bro. Uh, no, she's booty call, if you know what I mean. I like. She was like, do you want to come around? But I'm like a really good house boy right now, so I don't exactly know what to do. Because she's like, yo, come around to mine. I'm like, yo, but uh, so many girls here too. Millennials. Mm-hmm. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. And this he guy is just the future. Us. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel really good about our college students. <laughs> this is the future really of good. our country really right good. here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When we were in college at our house parties, we were super eloquent and discussing Proust. Uh, I was smoking a pipe. I don't know if any of you guys noticed. But okay, so what was the? I was sewing. I was sewing. I was sewing leather patches on my corduroy jacket. I don't know what you guys were doing, but uh, yeah, with my hormone glasses. He got a booty call. So his phone call, and he wants to know if he should leave and go fuck this chick or stay at the party. Where he says there's other there's really good looking girls there too, but you know I'm a I'm probably a proponent of a uh, bird in the hand. Sure thing. Yeah. yeah. I you see what I would do is I would make the booty call say hey you know I'm across town I'll be there in about an hour and a half, and then I would try for that hour and a half to try to get some premium ass at this party, and if I struck out well then you still got the booty. And in the end, the booty call. Yeah, that's smart. You know? Nope, no, no. You would just leave I go, I go fuck her. And, and you're in college. She doesn't expect you to be good at sex. So you just get over there as fast as you can, fuck her for like 15 minutes, and then get go back to the party and hope that the keg is still going. Ooh, that's a good idea. And then maybe the girls are even drunker at that point. Right. So that you can get two. Yeah. Two birds. That's a good idea. You know, this never happened at our parties in college. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, I, I was... mean, speaking of speaking of crazy college house stories, do we do we want to get into the, do the we? orgy? I mean, you know, exactly. I was just about to bring this up. <laughs> I'm blown away. You guys haven't ever brought this up. I think we show. have talked about it. I mean, we've Maybe. been doing this show need, for. I don't need to talk about it. We can move on. How fucking long have we been talking about? Um, <clears throat> we've been doing this show for so fucking long. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this. But we had a legendary orgy at our at our house that I don't think any of us participated in. God no. Because oh, no. Not, not a good orgy that you would imagine in your <laughs> masturbatory fantasies. <laughs> when you there say were, legendary, maybe notorious is a better word. I guess notorious. Because, infamous. Yeah, an infamous, infamous orgy that occurred. I do recall two like very large black transvestites yep. that, were being, that initiated the orgy. Uh, uh, no, our roommate, our roommate Graham Sisk. I'm fine using his full name. <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to edit that yeah, out. Absolutely not. Um, he, yeah, he uh, at the tail end of one of our parties, um, at which there were still it's one of those parties where you have um, you know well over 150 people. At the tail end, he uh, kind of went around recruiting everyone and said, "We're going to have an orgy in my room." And 
the I mean, I, I think the most surprising thing to me was how many people were down for yeah, it. Yeah, we're into it. Yeah. And I'm uh, sure I was ultra trashed as you guys were too, but do you remember him asking you and what yes. your response yeah, was? I, I mean, him, I hope I mine remember, was God no. I just remember laughing and walking away, shaking my yeah. head. I remember him actually asking my sister. My little sister went to school with me. Uh, I remember him asking my sister. She turned him down. Uh, <laughs> Surprise. She's a, she's a <laughs> but I remember thinking, I'm going to punch him in the mouth if uh, it, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he got it going up there. Um, my girlfriend at the time, I kept making jokes about, we should go up there and check yeah. it out. And finally, she called me on it, and I was actually <laughs> very scared. And as soon as she opened the door, the first thing I saw was some guy chowing on some girl's box with Miss Jennifer, one of these... Um, yeah, it was like an whom, obese black man. Like yeah. He was like 300 pounds. Whom but you mentioned, yes. With sitting, a wig. Sitting right next to them and laughing. And I just closed the door. I was like, we're not doing this. What did it smell like? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think the smell would hit Poop you before boat. this visual. <laughs> it smelled like the shit boat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just recall, though, we were all sitting on, on the porch, on the couch, drinking heavily while the orgy was going down. And we were all discussing, like, oh, I dare you to go upstairs. And it was like a big joke. Like, but no one would go. No, God, no. Yeah. There were a bunch of, like, huge transvestites well, up I went. Oh. I remember going up. And it was dark. I remember going to the bathroom. Right, right by the room, right by Graham's room, and uh, a girl. Oh, I'm trying to think what her name was. Anna's Remember? friend, yeah, that's right. yeah, but the really ugly one. I'm having sex. <laughs> oh, she was hideous. Here. She kind of looked like uh, a Muppet or something, but she was butt naked, and she just kind of opened the door and was just like motioning for me to come in, and I was just like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna run downstairs," and I just ran down the back stairs like I'm gonna the pee kitchen. my pants. <laughs> It was it was a disgusting scene, you know. I will say just just to like close this topic because probably shouldn't investigate it further. But um, multiple uh, people in the weeks following had tried to have orgy parties. Um, apparently, it became like such a big kind of uh, whatever the rumor got around uh, the campus that <laughs> we were at orgy house. Yeah, that we had done that, and so for the next couple of weeks, uh, you you could see flyers with like. Orgy plan later. <laughs> Is that how you plan an orgy? Do you yeah, flyer it? You got to take one of those flyer? little strips off. This is called the widespread internet use. Right? There's no Facebook. Yeah, now you just do a Facebook update. It's like orgy at my house. I think yeah, that's the way we're it works. Really, we're really trendsetters. And then, and then you four square it when you're uh, like balls deep inside yeah. a transvestite. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm the not, mayor of this disgusting. I've just, orgy. I've just ousted this guy from her. Yeah, I'm the mayor of this guy's asshole. It's disgusting. That is disgusting. Anyway, uh, college parties on Sick and Wrong. They're fun. Um, we have one more call here, which, Eric, I think you might know something about. Being, being that you're an archaeologist and you – didn't you do digs in northern Africa? Yes. Okay. And you, do you have you, your whip? Pardon? Do you have your whip with you? <laughs> You want me to pull out my dick? What? No, yeah. um, no, I don't have a whip with me. Don't, but don't do you they have give you to that have with a whip? Diploma? You do need a whip if you're going out into the field. Um, that's the only way you're going to motivate uh, the natives to work for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to dig up the ark, though, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. You're not going to dig it yourself. Uh, so this story is uh, actually from a soldier in Iraq. Uh, it's kind of long, so I'm probably only going to play a part of it. Hi, sick and wrong. Hi, the last. Um, this is... Um, Skepticon or Jonathan from Facebook, um, <laughs> long time listener, probably second time caller, listened since uh, 2006. Wow, wow, um, dedication. I'm calling uh, in regards to basically I listened to uh, an old episode 
And uh, you guys were talking about MLT, uh, the inside joke for military people. And that just made me remember something. Um, Oh, you know what we were talking about? Uh, There was military jokes, or military people stationed in Afghanistan said it was like, wasn't it Man Love Thursday? Oh, yeah. That rings a bell. Man Love Thursday. So every Thursday night, it was just like it was okay to be gay for the Afghans on Thursday. Like socially, it was acceptable for Afghans to be gay just Thursday. Yeah, we should have a date like that. <laughs> it's must-see TV. <laughs> While I was in Iraq, um, the, we found out the hajis, um, basically every male haji when they grow up, um, you see an older male with a bunch of little ones, and that means that they're all like his sex slaves, basically, while they're growing up. So each one goes through that phase where they're, you know, gotta do sexual favors for other dance, dance males. They're older, so it's like one seventeen-year-old with a bunch of twelve-year-olds. Another thing, curious fact that happened was um, there was a sergeant female um, who got caught for prostituting with the hajis. Wow, that's weird. To the hajis on base, the Iraqis. And what do they pay her in? <laughs> Camels, <laughs> sand. sand, all the sand you can have. I don't even understand why she. So she was just uh, maybe opium. Her, she was whoring herself out on the base. That's Afghanistan, though, right? She, yeah, no, she, this is in Iraq. So wait, Eric. Okay, yeah, I can totally understand you, why you were asking me about this. You were, <laughs> you were in. Was it Tunisia or Egypt? Um, Haji land, yeah, was, Haji land, right? Yeah, several, how, several. how 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 uh, offensive is the term Haji? First of all, first, uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually not familiar. I mean, he's talking about you know Iraq, Tun- yeah. T- yeah, Tunisia's North Africa. That's the Middle East. Um, that's probably I don't know, uh, whatever. It's probably military slang and probably right. somewhat offensive. But um, I saw Zero Dark Thirty. Don't they mention Haji? Or, uh, no, that that Locker, show Generation Kill, which I'm a big fan of, they use the term all the time. Her Locker, too. But whatever. Mentioned. It's like calling uh, Viet Cong Charlie, right? Yeah, same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but what's the deal, though, with the, the Hajis <laughs> and their sex slaves? Okay, I, I do want to comment on that because it's an interesting point. Um, and certainly uh, in this day and age, you know, pedophilia uh, is not something that's necessarily condoned um but i I just remind everybody who's listening to this that western civilization was basically invented and founded by a bunch of pedos uh and that's the greeks and it's you know in that part of the world at that time it was perfectly normal as a matter of fact uh it was considered abnormal if you weren't in a male-on-male relationship where the with like a child with a younger man, yeah. There was an older man who was responsible for kind of initiating the younger man into um, basically social life, political life in whatever Greek city state it might have been at the time. And part of that relationship was sexual, and it was seen as perfectly okay. And the other thing to point out, though, it's not completely just homosexual relationships. These older men were expected to have wives and children. In, you know. so, so they had a regular heterosexual relationships, but on the side, they would yeah. engage in just uh, homosexual behavior. And it was, yeah, I mean, it homosexual was, it was, pedophilic pedi- behavior. Pedophilic behavior. Well, yeah, what we call now pedophilia. I mean, you talk about the Greeks or the what Romans? We call now. Yeah. Well, the Greeks called it that too. It's a Greek. It's a Greek word. It's <laughs> it was a Greek just a word. good thing. Yeah, it's a Greek word. <laughs> you call it fun on a Thursday night. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> I call it my march. So, uh, so whoever told, I mean, it sounds like society just, you know, eventually progressed and now it's like anathema to commit pedophilia, but how come no one ever told the Catholic church? <laughs> yeah. It's like, Hey dude, you're not supposed to be fucking boys. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, uh, obviously, um, yeah, if you want to compare the Greeks and the Catholic Church, the Greeks have done much more for us. But uh, in terms of um, pedophilia, yeah, they're about equal. So what's the deal with the Arabs then, right? Or is, how does it work in that culture? They just... I don't know enough about Arab culture to comment necessarily. My wife, who happens to be Turkish, um, does uh, does admit that there is a lot of closeted homosexuality in the Arab world and in the Middle East and in Turkey um, that, you know... I mean, whatever. Man love Thursday, man. Exactly. I think that's the way it works. Exactly. You know, I think they, you know, on, on it's the because board... they don't get Seinfeld over there. <laughs> what else are you going to do? <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. There's nothing wrong with that. Raping um... children or watching Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'll say to him, uh, what what I would say to um, uh, this soldier, um, with fear that he might come back and find me and shoot me. No, I'm just kidding. But um, he's no Chris I, Donor, this yeah, guy. What I would, uh, yeah, what I would say is, yeah, it's creepy at this point. Like, it's all right if uh, you know we were founded by, uh, basically by a civilization that was pedophiliac, but at this point in time, that should stop. Yeah, it is a little weird, but I think there's a whole different like cultural attitude over there in the in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be a cultural imperialist at this point. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. That shit should stop. So yeah, and then and then uh, you know at the same time here we are expressing judgment and uh, passing judgment, and meanwhile our soldiers going around prostituting herself on the base. I wanted to comment on that too, actually, because were we founded by prostitutes now? Yeah, this is this guy to some to some extent to some extent um, the uh, early uh, the the Greek civilization one of the most important social aspects of it was the symposium, which is this wine drinking party at which you would invite um, prostitutes, educated prostitutes, usually to help you with conversation and ultimately, like, you know, blow a This nut. prostitute can read. <laughs> a couple of words. <laughs> but, Not the big ones. But this kind of sounds like a continuation of that tradition. Good for her. She's obviously, you know, Western educated, and she's you know, putting out for these guys. Do you know, Wasn't one, didn't one of the Roman emperor's wives prostitute herself out for fun? <clears throat> Who am I thinking of? One of uh, she went and worked in a brothel, but she was like the wife of the emperor or whatever. Yeah, if, I mean, it, uh, there's been a couple, yeah, whatever. There are a couple of stories about that where uh, Cal- Caligula had all of the senators' wives supposedly um, uh, put Sweating into around, a, yeah, put into a brothel so that everybody would have sex with them. And it's Augustus's younger daughter, I believe, who pretty much flaunted her sex and ended up getting exiled. Well, I, you know, All right, lightning round of half-formed ancient history knowledge. What about the one who fucked a bull? That's, no, that's mythology. Or was a guy in a bull? Yeah, that's a mythology. golden bull. Exactly. That's the uh, that's the um, wife of King Minos. Yeah, King Minos. Had, but then she gave with... birth to the Minotaur. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He invented that. subtraction. That guy. <laughs> My nose. So you know, Eric, I was asking you about uh, about this one Roman orgy thing because you're an expert on Romans more ways than one. Oh, um, but I was asking you about it because I, I read about this banquet of chestnuts. Have you ever heard of this? I haven't actually. I'm intrigued. I want to know. You know, it's not even Romans because this is yeah, after yeah. Can Roman I point time. this? Out? <laughs> <laughs> so D kept talking to me before you got here, saying, you know, this Roman thing, this Roman thing, and then he's like, well, and it was Caesar Borgia. 
And I was like, Oh yeah, we're talking. Like, that's not the Roman yeah. times. Well, whatever. Caesars are Romans, aren't they? <laughs> early Middle. You're talking early Renaissance. So, okay. Yeah. So early, we knew a dude right. named Caesar in college. Was he a Roman? He was Peruvian, actually. So no. <laughs> See, who? See, oh, your. Oh yeah, yeah. Our friend uh, Caesar. My dog Rome. is named Caesar, and he is also not. Is a he Roman. a Roman? <laughs> You're wankerly. I'm a podcaster. Okay. I got a little. Give me a little leeway here. <laughs> what year did the Roman Empire slack. end? Um. October 1501. <laughs> 476. Four, okay, so this is a little bit after, but it's the Banquet of Chestnuts. Have you ever heard of this? I haven't. I want to ha- go to a party like this. It sounds actually pretty rad. So the banquet was given in uh, Caesar's apartments in the Palazzo Apostolico. Apostolico. 50 prostitutes or courtesans were in attendance for the entertainment of the banquet guests. So on the That's evening. a lot of nuts. It's a lot of nuts. On the evening of the last day of October 1501, Caesar Borgia arranged a banquet in his chambers in the Vatican with 50 honest prostitutes. What does that mean? I don't know. They're called courtesans. I don't either. Okay. Yeah, that means, again, probably smart. You know, this was back when the Vatican Classy. was cool. Classy. Like, this Call was back girl. when the Vatican Call was cool, Call girl versus though. a streetwalker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is when the Vatican was cool, before they were fucking little boys. Um, maybe they were probably doing that too. Doing that too. <laughs> Don't rule anything out. So the courtesans would dance after dinner with the attendants and others who were present at, at first in their garments, and then they got butt naked. And then after dinner, the candelabra with burning candles were taken from the tables and placed on the floor, and chestnuts were strewn around, which the naked courtesans picked up, creeping on hands and knees between the chandeliers. While the Pope, Caesar, and Sister Lucretia looked on. Finally, prizes were announced for those who could perform the sex act most often with the courtesans. And they'd give out, like, silk, shoes, barrettes, and other things. First of all, if anybody doesn't know the story of Lucretia, they should look that up because that is one crazy-ass bitch. But um, my reaction to that is, yeah. Awesome party. Yeah, the papacy used to be a lot cooler. Yeah, I mean, it was like, dude, they're throwing, you're allowed to just go walk around and just... You know, fuck any hole you want with these girls on their hands and knees picking up chestnuts. And, yeah, I mean, popes used to have so many kids. So many kids. Now, not. Yeah, and now they're so lame. Now they're retiring now after they're retiring. two years. Oh, I, I heard a good joke um, that uh, the, you know, the current pope or the one who's going to be, you know, withdrawing at the end, he's a, he's a very good Catholic because he pulled out before he finished. <laughs> Did he, uh... <laughs> Does he go back to his regular name? <laughs> what, Ratzen, what's his name Rat, now? Joseph Ratzinger. Ratzinger. Right? Ratzinger. What's Ratzinger. his name now? Yeah, Joseph Ratzinger. Ratzinger. Yeah, exactly. No, but what's his name now as the Pope? Pope Joseph? Pope. Yeah, Pope. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Pope like, Jojo? Is it like <laughs> Leonard or Leo? Pope Leo? Pope Leonard Six. Leonard <laughs> Six. <laughs> the movie? So wait, what does he do? I mean, does he go to like move to Florida or something? No, I think he's going to, um, from what I understand, he's going to move back. He's from southern Germany. Um, the Catholic t- Church did a hell of a job by electing a pope who was at one point in time in the Hitler Youth. I'm not saying... Yeah, he was in the Hitler Youth. I'm not, I'm not saying by, you know, that's something that he wanted to be in. Uh, uh, kids in Germany at that age were just being inducted. In but seriously, it speaks for you as an institution. If you're, <laughs> Your best candidate was still in the Hitler Youth. I always knew they didn't like Jews. They're going to get the next one from the Khmer Rouge. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I actually heard it was going to be, they're looking at some Canadian guy, which will be awesome. Oh, he'd be so chill too. Yeah. How come they have to be so old? Why not not just choose some guy that's like 30? 
Um, with uh, with the recent pope, it was more of a question uh, because John Paul II was fairly young when uh, he was uh, when he became not fairly young, but he wasn't as old when he became pope, and they knew he'd have a longer reign. Um, with the most recent pope, with Ratzinger, uh, he was literally kind of elected on the basis that he was older and probably wouldn't live that long. And he was kind of just seen as a bridge between the old, you know, the old uh, rule of John Paul and what's going to be a new. The new pope. New dynamic pope. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I think Gilbert Gottfried would be a great candidate. Yeah. No Jews. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. I mean, I think you'd be all right. I, I bet you if they offered the the uh, papacy to Gilbert Gottfried, I think you'd be like, all right, I'll do it. Fuck it. Who do we all- know that's Catholic? Francis Ford Coppola. Who else? Yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Actually, Mel Gibson know, would be a great pope. I don't know anybody that's seriously Catholic. Mel Gibson's Even in my dad. personal life. Oh, Mel Gibson. That'd be yeah. good. Mel Gibson. Yeah, that dad. might work. Get on you. Yeah. That would be horrible. He's like a crazy Catholic. Exactly. Anyway, people, uh, call the Sycamore Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, we are running out of time, so we're going to get out of here. Um, if you haven't already, go to iTunes. Uh, do a search for Sick and Wrong and subscribe to the show. Like listen to the show through iTunes is that's the best way to help us out because uh, the more people that subscribe through iTunes, the more visibility and exposure we get. Also, if you if you feel like it, if you're I don't know a, a good person, um, give us a rating <laughs> and a comment. We appreciate that as well. Also, uh, Sick and Wrong T-shirts are available right now at the Sick and Wrong store. SickandWrongPodcast.com slash store. The Cheap Trick Tees. Do not order a medium because we're out of mediums and we're running out of other ones. So if you want to get a T-shirt, get one now. Let's go to SickandWrongPodcast.com slash store. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. You know, this. Uh, you, you're quite familiar with, uh, with this, this, this artist, musical artist. I don't know if you can call him that. But I think he's the only man who would have enjoyed... A vacation on the ship boat. His name's Gigi Allen. I think Gigi Allen would have dug that ship boat. I don't think so. You know why? Why not? No, are you kidding? You because his. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't. There wouldn't have been any shock value. He'd be shitting everywhere and be like, "We're all shitting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? We don't care about you." <laughs> Dude, I think he would have been. Hey, doing I just full shit on, on the floor. Yeah, so did I. I'm <laughs> standing right next to you. <laughs> I think he would have been performing in it though. And Probably. throwing it about. I mean, I, yeah, I think throwing it about might have gotten raised a few hackles. Yeah. Do you ever see the documentary Hated? Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. I, uh, one of the things I, I have a maximum rock and roll uh, in which Gigi has just gotten out of jail and he sent them a letter um, and he was in the Ann Arbor YMCA. That was, where, <laughs> that, was, that was where the letter came from. That was where it was drafted. I always I felt a close connection. I, I think I still have that issue somewhere. I was just like, this is so cool. Because, uh, I don't know, the Ann Arbor YMCA, any YMCA is just not a place you want to be. Um, <laughs> you know what? Gigi Allen was Bob Madigan's idol. Like, Bob knew Gigi Allen personally. He was, like, really good friends with him. He was inspired by him. Although Bob never, like, shit on the stage and, uh, you know, threw it, at, threw it at people. That was my favorite part of Hated, if you watch the documentary, which I highly recommend. At one point, some uh, NYU teacher... Like in, I don't know what class, some sociology class. He got Gigi to come speak to his class. And Gigi pretty much just came in there, goes in front of the class. This is all, this is all shown in the documentary. He strips naked, shits in his hand, and starts throwing it on the students. And all the right. students flip the fuck out and run out of the room. It's actually pretty cool. 
You all fail. You all fail. You all fail. It was just a brilliant idea to do that. That is brilliant. But yeah, we're going to end the show here with uh, Gigi Allen's uh, brilliant um, song called I Want to Piss on You, which uh, I think he liked being... I think he liked pissing on people and uh, being pissed on himself. This is not an R. Kelly song? No, uh, it should be an R. Kelly song, actually, yeah. Um, thank you, Eric, for uh, being on the show and sitting in here. I know you just came here just to get your negative approach T-shirt. Yeah, uh, but, this, but this was a blast, you guys. Um, it was a definite good time talking to you. We, you know, last week uh, we went and saw Negative Approach at a, at, uh, at a venue here in town. Negative Approach is an old hardcore band from uh, from Michigan, and, and they're great. I mean, they're they're amazing to see live, even though yeah. they're all in their fifties. And one of the guys looked like. Uh, he looked like one of the soggy bottom boys. Yeah, I was going to say shit, <laughs> shit boat. Yeah, like he looked like he should be on the shit boat. But the best part about <laughs> it is, we're, you know, we're, we're, it was an all-ages show, and we're, I mean, we're getting a little old. I mean, we're like, uh, you know, approaching 40, and uh, we're watching this, uh, this band. They sounded amazing. What does Eric do? He jumps in the pit. And I think uh, you're in there for what? Grandpa's about, in the mosh pit. I think you're in there for about what, like two minutes before you like injured yourself, tops. broke your finger, yeah, <laughs> smashed up your knee. How, how are you doing now? Uh, still in a little bit of pain. Uh, <laughs> hand is broken, um, but uh, yeah, it was worth it. There are a couple. Does songs. your health insurance pay for that hover round? It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. it does. And that's, that's how I have to fill it in. I just remember me and P-Town were standing there just like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. We're way too old for this. Way too old. Um, <laughs> and it's not so much the pain at the time. It's just the recovery time. Mm-hmm. Great band, though. And, uh, you know, people, go uh, go get some negative approach. They're, they're an excellent band. Seriously. And, uh, and also Gigi Allen. They're great. But thanks for being on the show. What's your podcast again? God, I don't want to mention it. Um <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, thanks for having me. It's now, the, if, the Shiza podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. German porn. Uh, no, it, our podcast is the Neverkusen podcast. You can find it on uh, iTunes as well. And um, it's completely not as offensive as this. It's just a football podcast. But uh, if you like German football and specifically uh, German football from a very small town, this might be for you. And you can decode <laughs> it. Basically, it says just kill all Jews. I think that's the point of his podcast. I think it is. Anyway, thanks for being on the show, dude. It's good seeing you. Good uh, we'll be back next week with episode uh, 369. Until then, take a sleazy. I want to piss on you. I want to piss on you. You ain't shit to me. Because I'm better than you. I want to shit on you. And rape your little sister too I wanna piss on you My backup has a yearning too I wanna piss on you I wanna piss on you Shit in your mouth Piss on you Fill your mouth with super glue My glands can't hold it in I've got an awful yen Wanna pull it out again And your little aid on everyone
Twitch and the swords and the Rory. <laughs> Rory Lidecker. <laughs> Did, didn't Anna? Were you with Anna when they went over there and got in the sword fight with his swords? Yes, yeah, flipped so she, out. He flipped out. Yeah, he flipped yeah. the fuck out because he has like these swords that he spent a lot of money on. Yeah, I remember he came over once to our old apartment on State Street, and I'd uh, Eric, when I was dating Erica, and I had. I warned her. I was like, "Yeah, he's a cool guy." I was like, "He's got this weird facial tic." So just like, you know, <laughs> be aware of that. And sure enough, at some point, he's talking directly to her. He also had these big eyes that looked right at you, and like that tick goes off, and he's just like, "Like I don't know." He does something like his face goes up like that. America just immediately just bursts out laughing. He's like, "What?" And I was just like, "Oh my god!" It's <laughs> like cover, cover. I remember I had. A, Didn't he also wear a mesh T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, he'd wear mesh t- sleeveless he T-shirts. Yeah, he would. He, he'd wear like those old. Um, Flash Gordon uh, football football yeah football like jerseys but he yeah. wore sleeveless shirts I had in the summer I took a a John Milton like Paradise Lost class for my an English class and he was in it and I remember because I was friends with him I just knew him through the job right right, right. Um, he sat next to me and the whole time during the class instead of taking notes he would just be drawing like fucking uh, what's it, what's that guy's name that draws the barbarians. Frank Frazetta. Frank Frazetta painting. It was like Frank Frazetta drawings of like a guy, big muscle-bound dude on a horse, like chopping someone's head off, or like somebody, like a hot, sexy chick on like a bunch of skulls, and with like lizard guys fighting her. It was just ridiculous. His whole notebook was filled with these pictures. I played Dungeons cool and Dragons with him pretty religiously. Did you play Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, in college. Oh, you're so gay. So gay. It's so gay. <laughs> I love how uh, down here. I would play. Do- I would play with him just to fuck with him. Just be like, well, my guy has flowers, I just and he like his his cape is pink. Yeah. Whoa! And, and he, he just stabbed your guy. <laughs> Who do you, who's your character? The guy from the B fifty twos. Fred, what's his name? What's his name? Fred. Uh... Well, that, that's not really uh, serious. <laughs> well, that's what I want. <laughs> and I drive a Chrysler. It's as big as a whale. <laughs> Ten hit points. <laughs> uh, well, can I put right. more points in fabulousness? <laughs> What's his name? It's uh, Fred Schneider. Fred, Fred Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. His name is Fred Schneider Fred from Schneider. the B-52s. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a magic user. He's an interior decorator. Oh, that's not a class. Well, that's what I want it to be. He already rolled the dice. He's got 25 points of interior decorating. (laughs) (laughs) He's wearing uh, leather leather armor. All right, a dragon enters the room. Well, Fred Schneider starts voguing. (laughs) Uh, But the dragon is distracted. (laughs) He starts doing the rock lobster. Dragon's like, this is awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of this tomfoolery. We got a podcast to finish.